0: Did you hear that? What? What? I had a dream last night That That... That noise Was that the horror comedy podcast? With Jake and Haley Sundays and Wednesdays The only podcast where we get high and try to scare you And share short, scary stories contains marijuana keep away from children that's the last bog rip I'm gonna take with you guys in 2020 it's me Haley your host this is the horror comedy podcast and it's Wednesday Uh, We can't stop here. It's mini-episode country. That means I'm going to read you some scary stories. Since it's New Year's, it's the last time that I get to tell you any stories before next year, which is crazy. We are all so grateful to be um, laying this year to rest. I know that. This episode, I'm going to tell you some New Year's EU-centric stories. Since it's an end-of-the-year podcast, we'll also take a second to kind of recap our progress for the year. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad to be hanging out with you. I hope you had a great New Year's if you're listening to this after the fact. Some resolutions of mine are to not murder, not be murdered, I hope yours are similar. Email them to me at the podcast at gmail.com. Our first story is motherfucking from the Paranormal Board of 4chan. It's from an anonymous user, and she says, Tell me the scariest thing you've ever seen. I'll start. 2018 going into 2019, and it's New Year's Eve, so I decide to change it up a bit and go to a party, even though I am very socially awkward and shy. My friend is hosting this crazy get together at her grandpa's mountain cabin. So I put on my sluttiest outfit and I go to the party. There's no shame in your game, sister, and I love that for you. So the only drink that they have there is liquor, sugar, water in a bathtub and it's disgusting for multiple reasons. So the only drink I have that night was water. There's also Molly and acid at the party, but like I said, I'm a really awkward person and I don't want to take any drugs because I'm afraid that in this situation I might freak out. While trying to have a good time, I'm approached by a wild Chad. He's having a full conversation with my tits. He smells like liquor and douchebag can body spray. I'm annoyed so I walk out to the front porch for a break but there's a bunch of people out there smoking cigarettes, so I'm even more annoyed. I walk down the driveway to get away from everything. It's pitch dark away from the main house, so I use my phone for light, and I start to hear what sounds like an animal crying. I go towards the sound because if I find like a puppy or a kitten, then this party would be completely worth it. I go into the snow, into the tree line, into the freezing cold dark but I made sure to only go in a few feet because I was dressed for a party and not a fucking mountain rescue I hear a little animal cries but instead of getting closer it sounds farther away now and as if it's coming from a different direction it's not worth it to me and I'm not dressed for this so I decide fuck this and I leave I turn around I walked back the way I came. It should be simple, but in the pitched blackness surrounded by thick trees, I feel disoriented. I only went about 10 feet into the woods, and I could still see lights from the party in the distance when I walked in. Now all I can see is pitch, darkness, trees, and snow. I don't see any light from anywhere. I run frantically in the direction I came from, and I run until my legs burn, I run for what feels like miles. I'm fatigued from running in the snow, and I'm getting emotional now. I hear a crunch in the snow, it's the first sound I heard that was not from me in what felt like an hour, and it's from behind me. And I hear the sweet squeak of a baby animal again, so I turn around to face it, and I don't know what it was, but it was not a baby animal. It was nine foot tall. It was a skeletal figure with arms so long that its knuckles dragged in the heavy snow. That's all I needed to see before I noped the fuck out and I ran as fast as I could, screaming, crying, falling, stumbling. I lost a shoe. I was covered in mud when I was pooped back out onto the driveway, crying and shivering. Later, I found out that that area has a reputation for people going missing. Now I understand why. (laughs) Thanks, I hate it. This is a story from 2014 on the Paranormal Board of 4chan. This user posted, When I was 11, it was really warm one New Year's Eve. It was warm enough for us to go and play outside, so we decide to spend the new year out in the woods. My friends and I are walking around some trails, the moon is shining through the trees, and honestly, it's so dreamy and peaceful. We get to a swampy area of the woods. The trees are thicker now, so there's a lot less light. So we use our flashlights, and it's starting to make things kind of spookier. The youngest friend in our group wants to go back. We all unanimously agree, and we begin heading back. We come to a fork in the trail. Fucking shit, guys. Like, which way did we come from? Nobody knows. We are, at this point, completely fucking lost in a woods. We choose a path at random. After a while, the trail gets thinner and the forest scrub gets denser, and it's getting colder, too. We're all tired and we really want to go home and sleep. Just as the second youngest friend begins to suggest we turn back, we hear it. It's a low moan. It sounds a bit like someone exhaling forcefully. My skin starts to crawl. We nope as a group all the way back to the fork and we are very aware that we are being watched. We nope faster. We see yellow eyes peeking out from behind trees. Nope. My friend in front of me stops suddenly, and I'm like, dude, go, 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 go. And he is like, Anon, fucking look. There's one in the center of the tree. I shine a flashlight on it. Still tall. Still skinny. Still fucking terrifying. It's the darkest shadow I've ever seen, even with our lights fixed on it. We start throwing things at it rocks, snowballs, sticks, whatever we can find, and it just passes right through it. It slowly raises its long, skinny arm and it points at us, and then it disappears. We're all crying at this point. It's unbearably cold in the woods. Finally, we nope our way home, and I didn't sleep at all that night. Hey, uh, the theme is to stay inside. This is from 2013. This person posted, I'm going to start posting my story. It was a few days before New Year's Eve in 2013. I had decided to go camping with my friend. He's 26 and I'm 20. He's a really outdoorsy person, and he loves to go camping. At this point, I had never been before, and I didn't know anything about it. He convinces me, though, that it'll be fun, and that we'll make friends at the campground. We're going on his Yamaha. I can ride, but I haven't gotten my license. We have to pack the bare minimum, plus, of course, booze and weed. He lives in Ballarat, so I take the train up, and we ride down to Forest, where we're staying. The campsite is Lake Elizabeth, if you know it. There's not too many people there that day. There's two couples and their dog, and a few different families with children. Well, this is kind of not what I wanted, like, fuck this. But my friend assures me, like, don't worry. When it gets closer to New Year's, younger people will show up. At this point, though, I just want to leave and find a place to stay in town, but everywhere was all booked out. We stay for two days. The next day is New Year's Eve. So far, another group has rocked up, and it's a bunch of 20-year-olds. They turn out to be all religious, and all they do at night is have a barbecue, and they don't even, like, drink or anything. At least I got a few snags off of them. Yeah, I'm aware of how Aussie this sounds. Finally, my friend agrees that this place is fucking shit. We pack up our stuff, and just in case, we tell the religious group to please save our spot in case more people come. We leave and decide to try our luck in town anyway, And if we can't find anywhere, we can always come back to Forest. We spend a few hours in town, and there's absolutely nowhere to stay. We could try this other place, but it's already getting later-ish. And at this point, it's not worth the drive, because it's probably going to be booked out too. So we ride back to Forest. The campsite is fucking full. The religious group is nowhere to be seen. It's like 7 p.m. now. We try and find a tiny place to squeeze in, but I'm not kidding, it's completely fucking full. We ask a family who was there when we got there, what the fuck is up with that? They tell us that they come up every year, and it always gets full right before New Year's Eve. I'm so fucking pissed at this point, I'm having a small breakdown too. My friend tells me to chill the fuck out. We'll just camp somewhere illegally, it's no big deal. Like he does it all the time. Honestly, I'm kind of a pussy. But we have no other choice. Even between the forest and town, there's some pretty dense woods, but there's no road going through it, so you have to kind of go around and then go off the road. Good thing his bike is built for both on and off-road. So this is where it starts to get weird. We get about two kilometers into the bush when we find a clearing. We make sure that we knew what direction we were going on the compass. It's like 8.30pm now. It's daylight saving, so it doesn't really get dark until 9.30. We put up our tent and shit. We can't make a fire because it's fucking Australia, and it's dangerous. We eat dinner, smoke some weed, and we go to bed a little while after that. I wake up at some point. I have no idea what time it is. And I don't even know really what woke me up until I hear it. Something is fucking walking around the campsite. And it sounds fucking big. There's also this foul-ass smell, and it smells kinda like meat that has been rotting in the sun. I'm frozen in fear at this point and staring at the entrance of the tent. My friend is sound asleep. The fucking thing brushes against the entrance of the tent. That it's sniffing. And then just like that, I hear it leave. I'm frozen in my position for like 40 minutes before I wake up my friend and tell him what happened. He dismisses it and calls me a pussy. And I'm like, maybe, I guess, but what about that smell? For fuck's sake, Anon, I don't smell anything. Please just go back to sleep. The next day, it's finally New Year's Eve. I kind of forgot about the incident from the night before. I decided it was maybe like a kangaroo that rolled in some dead shit or something. My friend says that now there's no chance of us finding any other accommodation so we might as well just stay here again for the night. But during the day, we decide to go to the beach. We're getting the motorbike ready when this fucking random guy walks into the clearing. I nearly shit myself because I thought it was like a forest protection guy but I realized that he wasn't wearing a uniform. He introduces himself as Jack. He says he's out camping here illegally too, and he can't believe that he found other people. He says he heard our motorbike last night, but came and checked it out this morning, and that his camp is a little over 300 meters away. I talked to him for a little bit. He actually seems like a cool guy. He asks us how we met. It's actually a funny story. We met because we found out we were dating the same girl. Instead of fighting each other for the two-timer, we ended up becoming good mates. Jack laughs. We tell him that we're going to the beach for the day and coming back, but we probably won't find the same spot, so I guess this is goodbye. He says, I wouldn't be so sure of that. Humans have an excellent sense of direction when they need it. Something about that statement just really creeped me out. Like how he said humans and not humans hour we go to the beach for the day and we meet some girls it's not really relevant to the story though so anyway we're coming back around 4 p.m and we go off the road once again we make it a little way and find a clearing my friend says this is the exact same clearing we were at before but it definitely wasn't the other clearing had a tree stump on the side and this one doesn't my friend says there was no tree stump at the other one suddenly jack fucking appears again He tells us that this isn't the same clearing but it's nearby, and his camp is pretty close to us now, and that's how he knew where we are. My friend is talking to Jack about camping shit. I tell them I need to go to the toilet. I'm walking out into the woods to try and find Jack's campsite. He wasn't lying about it being close, I stumbled upon it after like 100 meters. It was so fucking messy, there was pots and shit lying all over the place. The tent zipper was half down, which any camper knows not to do because then bugs get in. I notice there's no car or anything. I draw the conclusion that he must hike or something. Suddenly, I notice that fucking smell. That same smell I noticed the night before. I started getting this, like, instinctual fear, and I start backing away to go back where I came from. And I hear this deafening screech come from somewhere in the distance ahead of me. It's like no other animal or human sound I've ever heard. I hear it again, and it's closer. I'm so fucking scared, I start sprinting towards camp. I hear a voice somewhere to the right of me. Hey kid, hold up, I heard it too. It's Jack. But I don't stop or even look at him, I keep running. I burst into the clearing and I see my friend. I'm really upset so he knows I'm not making shit up and he listens to my story. He tells me that Jack told him he was leaving and that he had gone back to his campsite ten minutes ago. I told him that's impossible because I saw the campsite and it was all messy and Jack wasn't there. And I heard him in the woods. My friend says Jack was probably in the middle of packing up and went for a piss when I was at his camp and I definitely imagined his voice in the woods and the screech was, you know, just like an animal in distress or whatever. Look, my friend says, why don't we go check out his campsite, like, together? I don't want to, but after some convincing, I lead the way. I get to Jack's clearing, and we get to Jack's clearing, and everything is gone. My friend smirks at me and says he has to go piss, and he asks me to wait here because he doesn't know the way back. He disappears into the bushes, totally normal for him because he will not go in front of other people. Suddenly, I see a flash of white I hadn't noticed before. I look up. It's a ripped t-shirt hanging from a tree branch. It has blood on it. I start freaking out again, and I yell for my friend. I hear that fucking screech again. I sprint. Somehow, I end up going in a different direction to the campsite, so I stop after 200 meters before I get too lost. I'm panting. I can't catch my breath. I'm sitting there just trying to breathe before I hear my name in this kind of high-pitched sound. It becomes clearer. I realize it's my friend calling my name. (sighs) Okay, what a relief. Like, We're all good. So I call out to him and we find each other through the sound of our voices. I ask him, did you hear that fucking sound? That's the same sound I heard at Jack's camp. And he's like, yeah, I did. It's weird, right? Do you, uh, know where our camp is from here? I know the general direction, and we end up back at camp. I tell him all about the white shirt. He agrees that it's creepy. At least Jack is gone now, though. We can spend the night here. I get that instinctual feeling again, like I had at Jack's camp. And I'm like, No. We can't can't stay here. We have to go. This place is creeping me out. Suddenly, my friend flies into a rage. The fuck, man? I can't believe you're going to back out of something just because you think it's a bad situation. Do you remember when we first met and that girl was playing with both of us? But instead of fighting each other, we turned that bad situation around and became friends? Okay, like, that's a weird thing to say. It didn't really fit into context of what was going on you know and I'm like no we need to leave we hardly have any food or water left why don't we just go back to town and hang out with Jesse and them finally finally he fucking agrees he's like before we go can you just come into the woods for a sec I need to pee but that screech scared the shit out of me I kind of start to follow him but then it clicks in my brain I start smelling a whiff of that foul scent and I remember that my friend is the kind of guy who needs privacy when he pisses, even if he's scared. And I'm like, no dude, just hold it. I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to get out of the woods. He reluctantly agrees and we pack up the tent. Mostly I'm doing all the work, he's just sitting and watching me, which is weird because it's his shit and he usually is really protective over his camping gear. I pack the saddlebag for the bike and wait for him to get on. He gives me this weird look, and he asks, Can't you ride this time? I'm feeling really weird now. I tell him he knows I can ride, but I don't have my license. And he says, I'm so tired, can you please just ride today? We'll be fine. I just agree for the sake of getting the fuck out of there. He gets on behind me, and he puts his hands tightly around my waist, which he knows... He doesn't have to do because we have a backplate. I check the compass and after a while we get onto the road. After an hour I pull over because we're getting on the highway. I tell him we need to switch just in case we get pulled over. He He gets on but he keeps asking where we're going. I can't believe this shit. I have to give him directions back to his own house. I know that something weird is going on with him. And he also knew that I knew this because what person forgets where they live? There's no point dramatizing the rest of the story, but basically I got the fuck out of his house as soon as we got there because I couldn't stand to be in the same room as him anymore. On the trip, things just clicked together for me. Like how he only knew things after I said them, and how he only knew that one story from our whole history together, and it was the same story that we told Jack. Like, Jack was definitely involved in this. I just don't know how. Also, my friend has been really different since that night. He's had this dog for ten years. He loves that fucking dog, man. Like, it's his best friend. And when we got to his house, he didn't even acknowledge the dog. He didn't greet it, pat it. That is not right for him. He's a really social guy, and all our friends said that on New Year's Eve night, he didn't go out at all. Like when I was leaving his house, he didn't try to convince me to stay or anything. And my real friend would have. But I think whoever it is now knew at that point that I knew what was going on. He sent me some texts after that were really odd and mistyped. This friend would not make a lot of typos. Unless he was drunk, you know. But he's got like his doctorate. A few of our friends have said in passing that when they've gone to his house, sometimes it smells disgusting, and one of them even described it as rotting meat, as if something had died there. And apparently, our friend always made the excuse that a possum died in the ceiling. Does anyone have any theories on that rotting smell? Is it a skinwalker? What? Alright, that's our New Year's Eve special. And I think the moral of the story is clear. Why are you in the woods on New Year's Eve? I support you, and I want you to follow your dreams. But I hope your dreams don't lead you to the woods on New Year's Eve, where you'll clearly see a skeleton man or a very tall shadow, which ominously points at you, or your friend will get eaten by skinwalkers and act weird and neglect their dog emotionally. And we don't want that, do we? I wanted to say thank you for listening to the podcast. This is my favorite thing. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I love making this for you. I love getting notifications from you guys. I really appreciate each and every one of you. And I'm so excited that we conquered this year together. I wanted to give a few shout outs. Oh, shit. Also, I also wanted to mention, uh, I went back and listened to every episode. (laughs) You guys are angels for sticking around. I had no idea what I was doing when I started doing this. All of my blood, sweat, and tears, uh, and voodoo, clearly, because that's like, such a creepy phrase. I've put all of my energy into this and making it better and learning how to do things better, and it's an honor to see that you guys have stuck around for that and that our fan base is, like, becoming a fan base. (laughs) It's incredible and amazing. I wanted to shout out a few reviews that we got, all of our reviews that we got, which is only a few. Jose Pagosa said, gave us five stars, and she said, I love Jake and Haley. Amazing work, y'all. Josa Pagosa, we actually love you, and we miss you so much, we can't wait till COVID's over. <laughs> Lady Ace said, hilarious. These two crack me up. I love the stories and reactions. Keep bringing the scary and funny, and she gave us five stars, and she's an amazing angel. S.P.A. Jampar said, creepy and funny. Such great chemistry between Haley and Jake. You can tell they really have fun when they're recording. It's funny and creepy. Keep up the great words. Keep up the great work, you guys. (laughs) And those are all of our reviews. They're all five stars. I said all as if it's more than three, but three is like a fucking bajillion to me. Like you guys have basically made me, (sighs) you guys have made me feel young again. I don't really know what that means so I'm not really sure why I said it, but I appreciate each and every one of you. This crazy ride wouldn't be the same without you. I hope you stick around and I hope you remember to drink water and we'll see you in 2021 for a full length episode.